Hello, colleagues. Hello, friends. And welcome to The Corporation, the podcast that's too fun to fail. I'm your host, Dean Ardenfeld, coming at you from my quarantine basement studio apartment. Each week, I call up two employees of Hogswood Cooper Media, the worldwide conglomerate that owns everything from amusement parks to hedge funds. Together, we'll learn about and celebrate the folks who work for the many subsidiaries of this remarkable company. As always, I'm required to state that I am not employed by Hogswood Cooper. But boy, am I a fan, and I think you're going to be too. So let's get into it, shall we? My first guest is the Northeast Coordinator for the Miss United States of A pageant, which ranks young women between the ages of 20 to 29 on everything from body fat index to political acumen. Miss US of A also offers college scholarships in communications, homemaking, and exotic dance. In addition to her position with the pageant, my guest also belongs to an amateur synchronized swimming league. Please welcome Georgina Sherweather. Hello, Georgina. Hi, Dean. How are you doing? Oh, Dean, I'm doing great. <laughs> That's great. Um, so you you coordinate these pageant rounds all over the Northeast uh, with thousands mm-hmm. of beautiful women. That must mm-hmm. be an exciting and glamorous lifestyle for you. Yeah, it sure is, Dean. I mean, it's not really all over. It's just I'm the Northeast coordinator. So it's really once a year okay. in Stony Brook. That's it. Long Island, Stony Brook, Long yeah, Island. Yeah, just once a year. Wow. Every once in a while, like I'll go to -hmm. another one just to like see what other people are doing, but that's more just like attending, right? Scoping out the comp, the comp, yeah, like competition. Oh, the competition. Okay, see, I got you. Okay, cool. Um, so I mean, and I want to be clear to my listeners that this is not to be confused with the Miss USA pageant. This is the Miss US of a pageant. Yeah. Yeah. So we started the Miss US of a pageant because we were like Miss USA. How Miss United States America? Like, where is the of? Right. So right. how are people supposed to know? So we started our own. Um, I mean, when you think about it that way, the country really should abbreviate, abbreviate itself USOA. That's what I said. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that's one of our major platforms. Really? Yeah. I didn't know you had platforms. Yeah, we have platforms. So it's mm-hmm. that we need to change the abbreviation of the United States of America, USOA. A. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we also are for um, women staying home. You're for women staying home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so what's the what is your ultimate goal there? You're you're looking for more women to more women leaving the workforce, leaving the workforce mm-hmm. and and uh, empowering themselves. Uh, oh, no, not at- empowering themselves. Okay. The opposite of that. You're looking to unempower women. Mm-hmm. Okay. I see. And and as a woman, uh, that's an interesting take, I would say. on. Uh, well, maybe you don't talk to very many women, Dean. I don't, okay? actually. Because very I know few. many women are crushed, okay? Just crushed under the expectations right. okay. of so, doing so much, of having so many possibilities. And I know right. everyone involved in the Miss U.S. of A pageant mm-hmm. wants women to be happy. And by being happy, I mean being home and like not really having to have any responsibilities that they don't want to have. I see, right. I guess that is in, in some way that is... Uh, uh, pro, a pro women stance is to say like That's you don't have to do anything you don't want to do exactly now um now it is interesting uh i am i'm looking at the website here and it lo- looks like contestants in addition to being between 20 and 29 they also must be single never married no kids uh, never had an abortion, uh, and you prefer them to be virgins if possible. Yeah. And that's just, I guess, an honor system, right? Well, no, not exactly. No? No. So um, oh, the thing that they don't say about all of our contestants is that we track them from a very young age. Oh, my. 
So it's not an honor system so much as we know we track every single movement from a very young age, well before they come to uh, their sexuality. Okay. Are the mothers getting in touch with you early on, like pre-puberty to like let you know that their no. daughter... No, well, I mean, no, in that we approach pregnant women. Oh, like right from... Yeah, as a salesperson, okay. we have other salespeople around. So I'm the Northeast coordinator. So I manage a sales team of 27 women. Okay. Uh, and we go around and we find pregnant women in different places like a Walgreens or mm-hmm. a doctor's office or a hair salon or any of those places. Mm. And then we just like have these pamphlets that we hang out, hand out to people. That is a really long game when you think about it. Like, first of all, there's a 50-50 chance that the pamphlet you're handing is uh, the, that the fetus is going to end up being born a boy, right? But then on the uh, there's also like it's I can almost, tell it's almost oh you can okay. yeah uh, we so can tell we do a training how they're it's how they're carrying the baby okay but also it's like making a whiskey or something where it's like that woman is not going to be able to enter the Miss US of A contest for twenty years right that's correct a twenty year long game you're playing correct wow. well we need to ensure that these women are who we want them to be right by the time they're entering the. Yeah, mm-hmm. competition. Yeah. Um, does that like uh, does that mess with people? Like, to, like I'm. Just, I guess I'm just wondering when a girl grows up knowing that she's being monitored and watched mm-hmm. by a pageant. Mm-hmm. Um, like, what does mm-hmm. that do to her psyche? You know, I would like to be able to tell you that, but honestly, most of the women in our uh, system. Mm. Once they reach the pageant age, um, they compete in a few pageants and then they fall off the you map never hear completely. From them again, right? yeah. yeah, so there's yeah, like, they just kind of disappear. The, you don't you don't track what happens to them after. Uh, no, after yeah. mm-hmm. um, I mean I once did try to like do a reunion mm. and I couldn't find any of them. Interesting, interesting. Um, and uh, and and you also I mean, you're big on scholarships, these scholarships mm-hmm. that you offer, and uh, and they're also very limited in what you're what they're allowed to major in when they mm-hmm. get the scholarships, right? Yeah, correct. So mm-hmm. exotic dance okay. is a big one, as yeah. you mentioned in my intro. That's surprising to me for for someone who wants to put women sort of back in the home mm-hmm. that you would want them to major in That's- something the one exception. <laughs> and <laughs> they when can leave they the graduate, home to be an exotic dancer. Yes, okay. and the. The other great thing is that um, with when they graduate um, from Miss Larlene's, which is the school for exotic dance that we mm, send them okay, to, sure. they, as a graduation gift, we give them a pole that they can bring to their own house. Oh, wow. So they can, so they can at home. work at home. Oh, they can work at home. Mm-hmm. Well, that must be uh, good for this uh, pandemic COVID age, right? Absolutely. They can set yeah. up their little webcam and do their little uh, ex- exotic Yeah, OnlyFans. Yeah, great. Um <laughs> Uh, so you have a, a bunch of different rounds at the pageant. You've got the, you know, you've got all the ones that uh, other pageants have. You have the talent competition, the evening wear, the physical fitness, mm-hmm. the interview, the swimsuits, and you have a couple other uh, uh, um, well, none rounds of those that other are pageants important. don't have. Um, yeah. What are some of the other rounds that you have that other pageants don't? Well, we have uh, the growth. Growth? Growth competition, um, which basically is um, the girls all lie down mm-hmm. on the ground. Mm-hmm. And then they stay there for 24 hours. And then when they get up, we measure them again. And whoever has stretched the most. <laughs> wow. Wow. Because it is a scientific fact that... Uh, when o- you lie down, gravity yeah. squishes you out a little bit. Yeah. Okay. And so mm-hmm. and so the person who has has grown the most overnight mm-hmm. then wins that round. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's so unique. Speed reading. Speed reading. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. It's for retention. Okay. Um, and so we give them 
any kind of book that we want, Mm -hmm. really. It could be anything. It could be a National Geographic magazine. I mean, it wouldn't be, but it could be. It could be an encyclopedia. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't be that. No. It could be. Right. But what kinds of uh, reading material would you want? Well, most of our girls don't get past a seventh grade reading level. So it's mostly like babysitters club you're, books you're not allowing them to get past the yeah grade? yeah mm-hmm. you're all- if they get into high school reading level uh-huh. they are immediately banned wow and on it and their mothers have to pay us because oh, we've really? been investing in them right right that is i mean there's a tremendous amount of resources that go into uh, monitoring uh, a young woman from birth to age 20 absolutely the video <laughs> surveillance alone right sure yeah uh, I can imagine that. Um, you know, um, ma- many people are complaining that the, the 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 pageant is a sort of relic of the 20th century, um, and that and that it's demeaning and objectifying to women. But you've made some attempts to bring this into the 21st century, haven't mm-hmm. you? Yeah, absolutely. So um, we've been adding technology. So instead of a normal judging panel, it's all AI. Oh, yeah. really? So yeah, the the, win- the winners are chosen by artificial intelligence. Yeah, that's correct. Wow. And so I can't imagine trying to build an artificial intelligence, uh, you know, system that would that would take all of this uh, seemingly random information, the talent information, the speed reading, the gravity, uh, the, the growth overnight, this, you know, the exotic dance, all of that. Well, how, Dean, how you're it... a very simple man. That is, so I've been told you, that many times. Yeah, actually. so yeah. you might not grasp it. Mm-hmm. Everything is very precise. Um, and honestly, we didn't build it all the way out. We just started and then it finished itself. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Are you concerned about what it may have added to its own intelligence toward the end of the process? I don't really think about it that much. No? Mm-mm. Okay. Um, have you ever had anything go go? Uh, maybe not as you expected in the pageant because oh, of the AI. Oh, for sure. You have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was this one time where this one girl, we were in the stretching out, like the squishing out. The squishing out round. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The squishing out round. And suddenly one of the judges just like rolled onto the stage and uh, oh, this, ca- this cavity opened and they just devoured the girl. A cavity opened in the stage? No, well, in no, in the robot. Oh, in the robot. Yeah. I, I guess I, I wasn't picturing the AI uh, judging system as a physical robot. Oh, yeah. They're like all it, it, individual. It the I mean, they're connected through... Through, you're you're tapping your temple there. What does that mean? It means, yeah, I'm tapping my temple. They're connected through kind it's of like, like a neural, brain, neural it, network. Yeah, between. it's like brain waves kind of, but okay. it's not brain waves because they don't have brains because they are robots. You, you say they, so there are more than one of these. There are three, as every good judging panel has, okay. and they all have their own distinct personalities. It's like the, the precogs in Minority Report are judging your beauty contest. I don't think that's funny. Oh, that is also not the first time that's been said to me, so I'm not surprised that you uh, are not amused by me. Um, this is fascinating, and we're going to keep keep our conversation going, but, uh, um, but first, folks, my second guest today can keep your car running smooth so you can get where you need to go. But before we get to that, let's pause and hear a quick word from our sponsor. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. The Corporation is brought to you by Vermont Comedy Club, currently offering online classes and live streaming entertainment like kids' comedy shows at 1 p.m. on Wednesdays and Saturdays, Quarantine, the interactive game night on Thursdays at 7.30, Screenplay, improv comedy at 7 every Friday, and a late-night-inspired show called Talk to Us, Please on Fridays at 8. It all streams live to the Vermont Comedy Club Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch channels, and you can find out more by going to vtcomedy.com. Stay safe and stay healthy. And now... 
back to the show. And we're back. We've been talking with Georgina Sherryweather from the Miss US of A pageant. And now I'm going to bring my second guest into the conversation, who works for a totally different subsidiary of Hogswood Cooper. He's the lead mechanic at the Montgomery branch of Lube Me Up, the automotive oil change specialty shop with hundreds of locations coast to coast. A two-time employee of the month, he is responsible for maintaining dozens of customer vehicles every week. In his free time, he volunteers maintaining Confederate war statues. Please welcome Dale Bucky Sparks. How you doing? Thanks Hello. for having me. This is exciting. Absolutely. Well, yeah. thank you. Now, do I, well, I do. I do have one quick thing that I need to correct, which is that I am a two-time employee of the month, but it was the same month. So I don't know whether that counts as two awards or just the one award. How did you it's get the to, employee of the month twice in one month? Well, it was a clerical error, but I, oh, but it was okay. sort of favorable, and I just figured the hell with it. I'll just, did you, I'll just you hang think, both plaques. <laughs> do you believe the entire thing? The fact that you received any award at all was a clerical error, or was just the 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 repeat that was a clerical oh, error? Well, we run a pretty small ship uh i don't like the term skeleton crew but we don't have a lot of people working there so yeah winning is not necessarily a clerical error winning twice in a month though you don't see that a ton i I will be honest you don't see that a ton yeah well uh, for a monthly award i'm sure yeah yeah and so and so do i call you dale or bucky which would you Uh, bucky if you don't mind absolutely only person calls me dale is my wife crystal and that's only if she's super pissed (laughs) okay okay well i wouldn't want to do that um so you're the lead mechanic at lube me up you're getting people's cars running smooth and back yep. on the road but you know just digging into this uh, into this lube me up place uh you know i mean a lot of people talk about these chains that you, know, you pull your car in and you and you get a quick oil, oil change right away and uh you know these places like lube me up have been accused of like being a little bit predatory recommending pricey and unnecessary procedures for the car you know yeah also uh, also it, we have been uh uh, accused of being predatory in a in an interpersonal way as well uh, between just oh, really? between the staff and the and the customers. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm okay. not. I, I am not confirming or denying that that's the case. I'm just saying no. that's what we've been accused. But you're of. saying there have been just as many complaints lodged against. Uh, your staff for being uh, personally predatory as professionally predatory. Uh, probably sixty forty. Yeah. <laughs> in which direction? It depends on the month. Uh, right. Yeah. Okay. In the warmer months, the guys tend to get a little friskier, I'll be honest with you. Something about springtime, okay. you know? Right, right. Alabama's right, right. gorgeous in the springtime. Uh, I bet it is. I yeah. bet it is. Because I, yeah. I grew up I grew up in part of Alabama that is literally, it's Wilcox County, Alabama, where I grew up. And it has been for, I think this is the second year running that it is considered the worst county in America to grow up in. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah. there's a, there's a, uh, like a strange pride i would take in that almost it's kind of like if you took a picture of pride the photo negative of what that would be is kind of how we feel you know what i mean like light is dark up is down i mean what you're describing is is shame yeah well (laughs) well i suppose um, that is what i'm saying yeah yeah i got emotional i've never had a word for it you know what i mean I, i didn't grow up with a lot of i didn't grow up with a lot of tools around uh, expressing myself, into, you know, emotionally. Yeah. So that's kind of nice. I think I will use that shame. Can you hang on for one second? I got to get a pencil. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, while you do that, uh, you know. I, oh, I, I oh, wanna... wait, but wait. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I just wanted to say, in Wilcox County, which is, as I said, pretty goddamn terrible. I grew up in a town. You're not going to believe it, but it's true. You can Google it. It's called Pine Apple, Alabama. And then here's really? a crazy. Yep, population 132. Real small place. Not a ton of jobs. Uh, so I moved uh, to Pine Hill, Alabama. That's why I, I first, um, I worked in my first Lube You Up branch. Mm. Um, and that's where I pitched a slogan, it's a fluid situation. 
That's what I thought. I'd said, you know, lube, uh-huh. you know, lube you up. It's a fluid situation. And they uh, hated it, but they did. The corporate hated it, but they did see something sort of potential in me. And that's why they moved me to Montgomery. I so, see. Anyway, that, not that that's neither here nor there, I suppose, but that's that's how I ended up there. So you got out of Dodge, and it's it, I, I was under the impression it was lube me up, but is it lube you up, I guess? Oh, well, it's whoever shows up. Oh, you're talking about the brand name. It's the, lube, the, yeah, yeah right. it's lube me up, yeah. Right, right, right. I said um, lube you up. That was, uh, I said that in error. I think I was still thrown because of that shame thing, if I'm being real honest. Sure, sure, yeah. Uh, well, I do want to ask you, because uh, you've been pretty outspoken about, um, you know, and just absolutely adamant about just not wearing masks at work, even though uh, it's required by state law, and, right. and, and shaking your customer's hands at the end of every transaction yeah whether that. they want it or not yep yeah mm-hmm. that's yeah. our policy I just ask you if you just thought i would get you talking about uh what your feeling is on this whole uh you know government overreach you know state regulations requiring that people wear masks and all that i don't like it i think that it is a travesty mm. um i i think that it's pathetic basically you're you're right to not get sick with a virus that no one understands does not trump my right to not like wear something that makes my ears hurt a little bit after a while. And that makes me basically, I end up smelling my, my own breath the whole day. Like who wants that? That's gotta be worse right. than any virus. You know what I yeah, mean? Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's just like they're saying, you know, sometimes the, the, if the cure is worse than disease. <coughs> oh boy, Sorry. Okay? I didn't hear what You're you said. Right? The cure is worse. Uh, oh, cure is worse than disease. Yeah. If yeah. the cure of like, you know, keeping a mask over your face all day is worse than the disease, then, uh, mm-hmm. then what's the point? Why are we doing all this? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And people say that, you know, wearing a mask is not about you. It's about the rest of the people or whatever. Mm-hmm. But right, right. I also think there's something to be said for you got to know what kind of emotions I've got on my face. Like this is sure. this is a this is a people business we're dealing with here, and if I'm smiling, you better damn well know about it. And if I'm not smiling, you better damn well know about it. And I tend to wear big sunglasses when I'm at work, so if I have a mask on, you can't tell what I'm thinking, and that right. and that just puts people behind the eight ball emotionally, and that's a concern I have too. Dean, can I interrupt? Oh my yeah, God, absolutely. is that is that your previous guest? Well, of course, yeah. It's all one big conversation here. I, oh, do, uh, I was going to bring Georgina back in great. here. Right, Georgina's great. I love the stuff she said about unempowering women. I thought that was freaking fabulous. Oh, well, my God. Thank you, Bucky. I just wanted to, like, add something to that because yeah. we didn't really get to talk about the mask situation. I'm also against masks. And oh, yeah. we have had to postpone. Oh, that's terrible. Our annual Miss US of A Northeast pageant. Mm. Um. I am. We are planning on doing it, um, but we've tested with the robots just a couple of times what would happen if we send someone in with a mask, because Mm -hmm. that's part of the facial recognition thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And it does not end well. I'll just say that. So it's very dangerous. Honestly, it's probably more likely to cause death if you do wear a mask. Right. So. Just if I if I heard you correctly earlier, you said at one point there was some sort of malfunction with the robot and a giant cavity opened up, swallowed a girl whole. And you were willing to just enumerate that. You just said that straight out. But just now you said, you know, you kind of there was like a euphemistic thing going on there where you were like, just trust me on this. It gets bad. It was a lot messier. And I honestly don't think that I want I don't want to scar the listeners. OK, um, I don't want to scar the listeners with <laughs> 
how messy it got um but it's i will say there is a lot of ai out there and how do you know if you're wearing a mask and you go to like the mcdonald's drive-through and it's like beep bop beep and it doesn't like that you're wearing a mask beep bop beep and then suddenly your brains are all over the windshield oh i see so you're 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 concerned that because we've integrated facial recognition technology into so much of our AI in our culture that wearing masks will... What I'm saying, serve. it's dangerous and Bucky is right. So I'm sorry I interrupted. Oh, wow. Go ahead oh, you with didn't the interrupt rest of the nothing. interview. Actually, can I, Georgina, while I have you, can I ask you a question? Yeah. It is, is it too late once a child has been born to mm. be part of the US of A pageant? Is it a thing like, could I sign up? I have two daughters. Good I question. have uh, uh, Molly. And uh, I have a Tamara, which is long for Tammy. And I was wondering if I could sign them up. Uh, well, how old are they? There's a certain cutoff point. Oh, There's okay. A uh, point. Molly is five and, uh, and mm. Tamara is, I want to say, eight. Mm. It's a little bit too late for fine, them. Fine, then Molly is, is three and Tamara is five. It's a little late. Molly is one and Tamara is three. Oh, okay. Well, we could wow. do Molly. Yes. She's a little tall for her age. Don't be freaked out. She's got an incredible vocabulary. I feel like we're connecting on a lot of different yeah, levels. Really... Back when you were talking about um, the people that you work with at Lube Me Up and yeah. you were talking about a skeleton crew, I yeah. was like, oh my gosh, that's what they sometimes call. That's what we like giggle in the back. <laughs> that's what we call the girls. You call them the a skeleton, skeleton crew well, because you don't because you, you're so serious with the with the eating stuff, I suppose. Yeah, mm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I get so it. important. So important. Uh, well, guys, I mean, you, you've been just wonderful uh, guests and it's so fascinating to hear from both of you. Um, I, I wanted to uh, just before we get going here, I want to talk about your your individual uh, hobbies. You guys have such interesting things you do in uh, in your off time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Georgina, you're a you're you're a synchronized swimmer like you belong to like an amateur synchronized swimming team is that yeah, what it is that's correct and uh and how'd you get into that and what do you got what do you folks do um well i was on a regular dance team mm. and i was kicked off unfairly okay. unjustly um oh, i'm sorry to hear that because they didn't like my full contact approach oh. and so i moved into aquatics Okay, so you found a, a place for your your full contact dance yeah. in the synchronized swimming world. It's kind of a spite hobby. And so I put a lot of effort into this aquatic dance team, mm-hmm. and um, we've won a bunch of awards. And every time we win an award or get featured on the news, I make sure to call out the dance club that banned me. Oh, I see. And, and I say, look what you lost. Is there any indication? This is that, me. Is there any indication that that dance club has uh, has heard these or, you know, is. is yeah, of course they've heard it? them. I've had multiple cease and desists. OK, interesting. Wow. Oh, I get s- that. I've been there. <laughs> I bet you. Yeah, have. that's a loop me up special <laughs> cease and desists. Yeah. So we're t- I mean, there is, like you said, there's a lot of uh, predatory behavior yep. uh, over at the zip code in Wilcox County is three, six, seven. Six nine, you know what I'm saying. So every time we hear that number, we all say nice, and a lot of people don't like that, and they also don't like being touched. Did you just give me a zip code with five numbers in it? Three six seven six nine. Right, right. Three six seven six. Don't most zip codes have six numbers in them? I don't know. 
Okay, great. Uh, I do want to ask Bucky, uh, you you uh, you belong to this little volunteer troop that goes around and makes sure that all the Confederate statues that are still standing are uh, looking polished and gleaming. And, uh, and yeah, it's it's more than that though. I mean, there's more to it than that. Like we make sure the flowers that are uh, uh, are planted around there. We try to find red, white and blue flowers as nice. best we can mm-hmm. uh we try uh, spray paint removal is a big one uh that takes okay. a lot because we get and you got to lug a ladder around all over town that's a sure bitch. and i know that's a tough one because i know a lot of these statues you know they're trying to pull them down and there's uh, people defacing them trying to trying mm-hmm. to get them taken well down. that's the third thing is arguing with protesters and the, and sure, the, the sure. democrats and of course and, the protesters are always you know they're always saying things like uh you know this isn't a historical monument this was put up in the 1970s yeah. to you know, uh, to, yeah. to, to terrorize black people is what they right. usually say. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I, what's your I response know. to those people? I wasn't born in the seventies. All I know is it's about pride and it's about heritage. Interesting. Okay. I'm not some jerk. Okay. Well, I think it's really I mean, interesting because sometimes I have had to protest at those statues because they say USA on them. Oh, right. And, I just think, and maybe you can help me with this, if you're like planting flowers around that like spell out the letters or anything like that, maybe you can add an O in there because I feel like people would just appreciate these statues a lot more if they understood what USA stood for. And I would argue too that it's it's a much easier message to get across if you're seeing it in flowers. Yeah. I don't care who you are. Flowers are gorgeous. I agree. They're just right. I agree. Yeah. yeah, you can spell out a lot of things in flowers and still have people be totally fine. I know that's how we, the woman who was eaten, um, that's how we told her parents. Well, folks, um, this has uh, just been uh, such an interesting conversation. I thank you both for being here. Uh, that's about all the time we have for today on The Corporation. I want to thank my guests for speaking with me and our listeners for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review, and email me at deanardenfell at hotmail.com. And remember, Dean Ardenfell is not and has never been an employee of Hogswood Cooper Media or any of its subsidiaries. Cheers. The Corporation is a presentation of Unical Media. Dean Ardenfell was played by Nathan Hartswick, Georgina Sherryweather was played by Natalie Miller, and Dale Bucky Sparks was played by Mark Gessner. Subscribe to hear new episodes every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. For more great stuff, follow The Corporation Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, and check out thecorporationpod.com.